listening to the People First podcast from West Claremont Schools. Welcome, everyone, to West Claremont's People First podcast. We are your hosts, Natasha Adams, Superintendent, and Jeffrey Ryle, Coordinator of Strategic Initiatives and Communication. And we invite you on our journey as we explore the many amazing people that we have here in West Claremont that helps create our courageous culture. So the focus of this uh, particular series in the People First podcast is on our district's uh, centers of excellence. And so I thought before we jump in and and talk to our first guest that we could talk just a minute uh, about what we mean when we use uh, the phrase centers of excellence. And in a nutshell, uh, the centers of excellence framework is uh, how we organize uh, here in the district office. We believe that healthy organizations are at their best when management, operations, and culture are unified. And so we come together around excellence as a way to accomplish our goals. And so it's really about saying goodbye to the silos of the past and to amplify excellence in performance, culture, education, finance, the West Claremont experience, and our governance. So Natasha, why are we calling this the Unmasked series. Here in West Claremont, our vision is together as one community, we learn, lead, and succeed. And so that's why we're taking a moment to do this series called Unmasked, because we want to unmask the team that's focused in district office. We want to make sure that people kind of break down the walls, break down the barriers between district leadership and what's happening in the schools, because we are together in all of this. And so we think it's really important if we're going to be together that we start to um, let our guard down a little bit, uh, get to know each other a little bit closer, and really understand um, each person's individual strengths and what their goals are for their teams. So up next, we have Larry Paris, our Director of Technology. So I think if there was a phrase right now to use to talk about you, Larry, I would say if there's a will, there's a way, because you have had an incredible lift, you and your team, to to transition our school district from one-to-one with technology from sixth grade to 10th grade to now one-to-one kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, you guys have stopped at nothing to get us positioned for success, and every, at every turn there has been a challenge. And when I say where there's a will, there's a way, you have been dedicated at, in every way to the purpose of why we exist as an organization. And it's just been completely impressive. So, um, you know, today you come to us to talk about the area of performance and excellence in performance in an organization because that's really your bucket. So talk to us about your team, your kind of role in, in this organization, and how you really help us um, get to that excellent organization that we aim to be. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that acknowledgement of what this team has done, has committed to. Um, we have an exemplary group of people who are truly focused on giving kids opportunities, on serving kids, you know, um, on a daily basis. And we believed that we were in a pretty good place uh, as far as providing devices to students and being able to really well equip kids for the challenge that was ahead of them and ahead of the staff for, you know, operating in in this this COVID 
uh, era. And it was mid-August when we learned that we were not going to receive uh, nearly 4,000 new devices that were to equip five grade bands and uh, a large number of our teachers. And so we had to rapidly replan, reorganize, and then we quickly knew that we weren't going to have enough units for every student, so we had to start reaching out to other districts to find out what we could beg, borrow, maybe not steal, but perhaps borrow with future permission, anything that we could manage to get these devices in-house. And so we were able to field enough units for every student in the district. So I can't say enough about that team and their resilience and their steadfast commitment to making sure that these children were served. So, you know, a lot of times people could be talking to the technology director of a school district and they would say that their job is to put equipment in the hands of kids. But that's not how you describe the work of your team. That's not how you describe what you do. Well, our primary function is to eliminate lost learning time in the classrooms. It's to prepare the teachers for success in providing opportunities for kids to make the choices they want to make and make sure that when they walk out of our doors, they have as many opportunities available to them as is possible. All of the rest of it is logistics. And yes, we have to figure out the best way to to get equipment done or the fastest way to get repairs or get teachers back on track. Uh, But that's, that's what we do, but it's not what we're about. Thank you. So, Larry, you're the star today of the People's First Pet Podcast. And, you know, we're doing this series called Unmasked. So Jeffrey challenged you with pick your mask and tell us why you chose that mask. So what, what's your story? Well, that one was easy for me. I picked the Scott Eagles mask. Scott High School is the high school my younger son attends. He's a senior there this year. Uh, it is a joy to watch him do something he so loves. And sports is something that he and I uh, connect over. So to be able to see him do that uh, is amazing. And this is the mask that we wear every Friday night as he walks onto the field as the starting center for Scott High School. Go Eagles. So what makes you uh, laugh the most? Uh, My younger son. He is a joker. He is a character. When things are heavy, he has a really unique quality to be able to lighten the mood with just a look or a mannerism. Um... He doesn't even really have to say anything. Um, He's just very uh, empathetic and uh, and he feels for those around him and he just knows when when a moment like that is needed and it's always well timed and uh, he really he really lifts that spirit or that 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 air in the room. So tell me if money was no object what would you do all day if you couldn't be here with us fixing all of our Chromebooks (laughs) and making us be able to um do our jobs? Um, That's interesting. I would say if money was no object, I would travel. And while I was traveling in between these amazing sites all over the world, I would be trying to learn the language of the next destination. Kind of along the same lines. Obviously, when you travel, sometimes you go to famous places. Sometimes you even get to meet famous people. So if you could share a meal with two individuals, whether they're dead or alive, famous or not famous, who would you uh, pick to have a meal with and why? There are so many. I had a junior high and high school counselor that was instrumental in those years of my life. Uh, My wrestling coach from high school was another man who was a a stern disciplinarian, but terribly fair. Um, 
but I would have to pick my parents. My mom's been gone since 99. Uh, my dad's been gone since uh, 2013, December 26th of 2013. And um, most of the major milestones I look back on now as huge successes have happened since mom passed. Uh, my boys were born. I reconnected with a daughter from, who was born in 85, but I had not met until 2011. I completed my undergraduate degree. I completed my master's degree. Um, all of those things happened since my mom passed. Dad was able to see all of them, but the completion of the master's degree, but I'm confident he knows I wasn't stopping that that was going on. So um, when I held his hand as he passed, he knew that that was going to get done and that, that, you know, I had made my way. So how do you feel these last few months have made you stronger personally, like Larry Paris? And then how do you feel like our school district has gotten stronger? Well, personally stronger, I'm not sure I have. Um, perhaps more resilient, and maybe that's a strength. Um, you know, we've had to plan, do, replan, redo, and it takes a lot of uh, perseverance uh, to just keep moving forward. So um, I think that the, that the challenges we face will make challenges in the future far more approachable. Mm -hmm. And as a district, uh, I think that we've learned to, to really um, understand the shoes that other folks are walking into, at least with the folks that I've been dealing with in the last you know, few months since we've, we've come back in, in, you know, in a face-to-face -face way. Um, as you're sitting across the table from someone, you, know, you realize that, that they've got challenges equally as large as your own. And we tend to think about each other more, I think. And I think that that is an amazing, um, an amazing step forward. Um, as much as people cared about one another before, I think we do so even more now. So what do you think that was something that this district did or that we are doing right now during this pandemic that you think positively impacts the lives of our students? Like, what are you most impressed with as you kind of sit back and reflect on these um, this mountain we've climbed really since March? I would think that that is our our staff, our teachers, our support staff, our administrators, with all of the personal challenges they're dealing with, with the climate we live in today, um, they're all focused on our kids. I don't think I've had a conversation with anyone that didn't, that didn't go back to how is this going to impact the kids with all that they've been through. Mm -hmm. And so this focus on this social, emotional well-being of the kids and how desperately they need to be back together, they need to be interacting, that's, that's at the heart of every conversation. So it's, it's not, you know, I need this technology to make my life easier. It's never that. It's, you know, we should really investigate this, this new way of doing something because it will help us reach these kids, touch these kids, engage these kids. So to lighten the things up as, as we wrap up uh, this interview, I know you have a son that's very musical. So if you personally uh, were out at karaoke night and could pick a song uh, to sing, what would that be? Well, there's one I always pick when I'm out at karaoke <laughs> okay. night. It's uh, Bob Seger's Turn the Page. First of all, it's within my range, but more importantly, uh, it is about moving through chapters of our life. And my life has been a series of chapters where you can see where, you know, the first, the first page of the chapter started and then the first page of the next chapter started. And on that note, I can't wait for this current chapter 
to close and allow us to begin a brighter one here, hopefully soon. So we've fired a lot of questions at you, rapid fire. Do you have any questions for Jeffrey or myself? You know, I guess the one question I might have for you uh, is what's your karaoke song? Mm. Well, I would have to say anything that has to do with uh, Greece. So I've, I've oh. sum, sung a lot of like a summer loving um, in, my, in my time. So Jeffrey... <laughs> As a, as a music teacher in your origins, right, where's, where's your musical heart lie? Well, unlike you, uh, I don't have a vast uh, repertoire of experience doing karaoke. And even though you know, my, life, my life's work has been primarily Is it in, so in below music, you, the music educators of the world? Know, I don't know. I think part of it is better? just the <laughs> self-consciousness. Okay. I, you know, as as a as a music teacher, choir director, I can empower other people. It doesn't actually have to be me that's the one that's performing. Got it. Um, so the one time that I uh, have done uh, karaoke was with was with my friend Martha, and we did Vogue uh, by Madonna. Strike so, a pose. Yeah. So because I find my sense of humor is I find a lot of joy in irony, and so. Someone like me getting up and singing Vogue was... That's illuminating. Yeah. That's illuminating. For the record, so. my vast repertoire of karaoke songs is two. <laughs> Bob Seger, Turn the Page, and Brandy by Looking Glass. Those are the two. <laughs> there I go, turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to the Unmasked series of the People First podcast. We can't wait for you to hear our next episode as we continue to explore our centers of excellence, as well as get to know the inside look at our district leadership team. Until next time, commit to excellence and have the courage to be extraordinary. The People First podcast is brought to you by the West Claremont School District in Cincinnati, Ohio. Natasha Adams is our superintendent and chief executive officer. Dan Romano is our treasurer and chief financial officer. Your hosts for today's podcast were Superintendent Adams and Jeffrey Ryle, our district's coordinator of strategic initiatives and communication. For more information about West Claremont, please visit our website at www.westclare.org or email us at info at westclair.org. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. <laughs>